opportunity for Shields to run all the way and drill a long goal. Rioli now flicks it over the top. Chance for Henderson. He missed one before. No mistake now. Goal to Henderson. Mitchell been getting out the loop. Here he is. Goes to the left. No, 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 no. Mitchell's got it. Smith turns around the left. It was a classic Easter Monday clash at the MCG between two long-time rivals and it was Hawthorne that prevailed over the Cats by a single point to go 2-0 in 2018. We've got plenty to unpack this episode from the game itself to everything in the aftermath, so let's just get down to business. Hello and welcome to the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason. Sitting across from me is a man who might have been a bit concerned for my safety as I mouthed off about Hawthorne's win on a packed tram. G'day, Tiz. <laughs> that was good fun. I enjoyed ringing you and then, you know, pushing you into little cul-de-sacs that you couldn't get out of. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what was going on. And it got to the point where, I mean, I was pretty obnoxious about it. I'm not normally that bad. But because I was pretty hyped after that win, it was such a good win, Tiz. Well, I went I early. I it. got mouthy very early. <laughs> when? At the end of the first quarter, oh, come I on. felt we hadn't been blown out of the water and, and Selwood was remonstrating for a free kick on the wing right in front of oh, us. Oh, yeah. And I Get yelled out, go play cricket, Selwood. <laughs> you cheat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> zing. Yeah, but I did it after the siren, so people were already turning around. It wasn't great. <laughs> Well, um, as you overheard uh, on on the on the packed tram that I was on heading heading back to the city, I decided to do that whole thing of just uh, I formulated a bit of a checklist, didn't I? Did <laughs> I sort of went, all right, well, let's just go through who um, Geelong had in their side. They they, they had, uh, let's see, I just wanted to, you crossed them off your list, and the peanut um, gallery were chipping in. It was fantastic. Oh, the person next to me after I listed the Holy Trinity um, <laughs> turned around to me whilst I was on the call yeah. and said, oh, we didn't have. Mitch Duncan, mate. I didn't say anything. I just laughed it off. But yeah. In my head, I'm like, okay, Sean Burgoyne, does it ring a bell? Oh, it should. You're a Cats fan. Oh, uh, Birchall, mate, mate, they lost uh, that fella. What's his name? McHenry or something? Didn't? They? Oh, no, he was a big out. Um, oh yeah, he hadn't played a game or something. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just the the most petty game to play. Of oh yeah, but we didn't have this person. Yeah, but mate. You can't have it both ways. You, ha- we, you, you yeah. apparently have the three best players of all time, if the media is to be believed. Yeah. And you can't say you have that, and then you have one out, and you lose. Yeah. Well, we it's haven't had our best player for many years now, Lee Matthews, and <laughs> we're still doing all right. Yeah. It's, well, it's it's a, just a credit to us. We've we've hung in. <laughs> <laughs> Not only hung in, but had great success. Now, before we get into the recap of the game, uh, I just want to say, hit us up on Twitter, at HookTalkPod. Nearing 800 followers now, Tiz. Really? Looking pretty good, yeah. It's a great little community. And you know what? With a win like that, it's great to share it with people. Didn't it just light up on the weekend? It did, but it lit up halfway through the last quarter. <laughs> 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 and everyone's going, oh my God, it's going to happen again. Now, oh. this is where... I'm sitting there, my blood's boiling, mm-hmm. waiting for Geelong to hit the lead, right? <laughs> it's going to script. And my mind's going, just call it. Just call it. We hit 100 points first. Mm. It's all good, mate. They've had two late outs. Mm. We've both lost a player. The odds of them winning, not very good. Now, that first to 100 rule, is that our second mention of Lee Matthews in inside five minutes. Is, it, that, is that what he's is, pulling out, was it, it? Was it him that came up with it, or was it Dunstall? I feel like it was one of the two. 
Oh, okay. I, th- well, I feel it's like a stat. It, yeah, I, I feel like that <laughs> they whole... They didn't invent um, it. They just found it. <laughs> I feel like the first to 100 thing is a Lee Matthews thing. I could be wrong. At Hawk Since Talk 2010. If yeah, okay. we hit 100 first, we right. are in front at the siren. I must confess, like, at halftime, I remember saying to people in M10, I was like... If you're a cat supporter, are you honestly that worried at this point? We know how these games go. Well, you notice they did the same thing again. Yeah. They just had a holding pattern first, 15 minutes this time. I was mm. waiting for them to turn it back on, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. It was um, punch and counterpunch the whole game. Yeah. Seesawing. That was my favourite part. Hawthorne yeah. were challenged that many times and responded. I love that. I love the fact that we held strong and won. After all that, after all they threw, and especially in that last quarter, and there's so much to unpack from this game, it's unbelievable. I loved how we kept our heads, and they obviously did not. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Although Selwood may have been suffering a concussion when he kicked that to Jure, is that right? Let's not focus on him turning the ball over for the play of the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for as much as they bang on about the Holy Trinity, Selwood did cost them the game. I know it, it takes a million other plays to get to that point. Mm. But when the game was on the line, he did a shit scrappy kick. It landed in the arms of Jaray to Smith to Roughhead. Golden point. Now, are we overstating the win? I think we played pretty well. I think we were the better side all day after I say it was a seesawing contest. But you know what I mean? Like we looked, I think we, we were the best, good. the best side for three quarters. Yeah. I think um, for sheer inside 50s. Also on the scoreboard, the amount of points we kicked and the, the forward opportunities we posters. burnt as well. How many posters do we have? Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. I think it was more than three. So And and Timmy had the opportunity to kill the game and missed. Yeah, yeah. And what else? Uh, oh, the free kick count, of course. Yeah, well, The four free kick goals to uh, Geelong. Um, we have a lot to get through, including the umpires. Oh, before, before You know, we, we didn't get one free kick in our defensive 50 the whole game. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that in M10. How does that happen? No idea, and yet, and yet it did. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, as I said, uh, at Hawk Talk Pod on Twitter, and again, love hearing from you. It was so good conversing with people after the win. That was fantastic. Really building a great community there. So hop on board. Uh, we're on iTunes as well. Uh, you can rate and review us there. We have fifty-eight star ratings. So people have bothered to like click on the little stars there. Most of them five stars. One fella. One fella four. who thought four was. <laughs> That's quite enough, he lads. He has higher standards. <laughs> That's fine. Each to their own. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Um, before we get into the, the celebrated midfield trio that were clearly the stars of this game, yes. I think it's worth talking about Hawthorne, the team that won. Can we do that? <laughs> all right, let's do that. I just love the fact that you can just <laughs> see that all these journos had all the copy ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, ah. Oh. That, that's what Rowan suggested. Rowan hit us up on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod saying, funny how they had all these articles ready to publish about the Trinity yeah. leading the Cats to victory. But they still press send. Yeah, they still went, oh. They just hold off a week. Oh, wait. They're going to West Coast, so oh, okay. it's another week they have to hold off again. <laughs> oh, look, let, let's talk Hawthorne. Hawthorne winning, uh, running out winners, 17-16-118, defeated Geelong 18-9-117. I mean, Tom Mitchell. The man is a machine. He's, he's best on ground. I don't care what anyone says. It's, <laughs> I mean, he's not getting the praise he deserves. So they sent uh, Kelly to him, and then hmm. they sent... So, sorry, they started with Blysavs, then they sent Kelly... Blysavs? Blixavs? How do uh, you pronounce that name? 
I don't know. He doesn't get the ball enough. Is this another Sean Marcus scenario? He doesn't get the ball enough. <laughs> I do not <laughs> yeah. care. The now. look you shot me then. It's fantastic. <laughs> No, nah, to be fair, I've I've always wondered about his name. So um, yeah, you're right. He doesn't get the ball enough. Not relevant. We, we move on. And uh, the third bloke was Selwood. He took it upon himself to try mm. and style me Mitchell. But that, that was nice, uh, wasn't it? Gave us a goal. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the, the commentary for this game, mate. So well, the, I, see, I had it in my ears at the ground. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you do. And that I thing. and I I just want to put a shout out to Lee Matthews, who said, <laughs> "Oh, don't worry about this. There's only three seconds left. This game's over." Yeah. Thank you very much, Lee. I put the record down. Got ready to <laughs> got ready to clap and cheer. Well, I thought there was about um, thirty seconds at that point, and then the siren went. So I just lost my mind. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to go. So um, yeah, that was incredible. But. Yeah, I, look, listeners would have heard at the top of this podcast that the you know the highlights thing I put over the theme. Um, I would say it's getting harder and harder to do that because the commentary is terrible. Why should I have to listen to what Selwood is doing when Mitchell's slotting one through? Is that what happened? Well, okay. Do you remember this? that was a? Oh yes, no, I know that. Yeah. So there's uh, there was also arguably the best play of the game where we we took it out of the middle, Mitchell on the run, and he hits Gunston, Gunston up on, on the, the lead. lead. And when all that is happening, they're talking about how on fire Ablett is, and I'm like, well, I can't put that in now. So thanks. And, and just I don't know, it's clunky, and the exciting moments aren't given their due. And they I just, just there's no silence, mate. Yeah, there's no silence. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. Everyone, ha- they've got too many on the panel. Yeah, everyone has to say something. They're yeah. all filling a gap. They're all looking for a gap to fill. It's just, and that's the thing. And then, like, you know, Smith gets like a tap down and suddenly like slams it through, and they're talking about something else. It's... Well, it, and it's all low hanging fruit. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, yeah. It's for idiots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And anyway, that's why we should be broadcast. We should have a button on the remote that turns us on for our commentary. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Mitchell ended up with 40 touches, 23 contested, yeah, which is nuts, and he kicked two goals. Uh, ben McAvoy, probably the uh, the unsung hero of the game, because Tom Mitchell's so good. He's it was pretty good. obvious that Ben McAvoy was absolutely killing Stanley in the ruck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he shades of his form last year. Remember how he went through that purple patch last year, big boy? He's doing it again. So well, he had um, fifty taps, didn't he? 20, yeah, twenty yeah. something to advantage. Yeah. So if you're getting first juice like that, yeah, and it was something I think um, the the Geelong opposition like had twenty five hitouts or something. So just a complete massacre in the ruck, which really helps. Uh, what about Liam Shields, who for mine is still an unsung hero? All right, so. Liam Shields is basically the difference mm. in this match. Yeah, because his impact defensively round the mm. stoppages. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna cite his defensive pressure that Geelong lacked. Yeah, yeah, which is why we had so many inside fifties and they had so few. What kept them in the game was their inside fifty efficiency. Yeah, that's true. Which is just it's out of the it's out of the norms. So and, 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 either what happens yeah. is they get a lot better at being defensive midfielders and continue on the 65. Or they start dropping games when they return to the average. Yeah. What's more likely? Surely the return to the average. Yeah. Because they've still got a young defence and they're not concentrating on defence in the midfield. Um, Shields ended with a game-high 13 tackles. Yeah. And that was the next best. uh, It was equal between Ablett and Howe on six. Yeah. 
I mean, that says it all. Like, he completely dominated in terms of that count. And he kicked that wonderful goal. That was a great goal. It's a not, not a very Shields-esque goal, is it? You won't catch him doing that too often. No, only the week before he kicked one from the boundary yeah, from I about knew, the same I spot. Say, but yeah. As soon as the words <laughs> left my mouth, I'm like, he's going to reference round one. <laughs> I've just it, been in the past. It's just living in the memory. There we go. Yeah, yeah, sure is. But if he I'll, can kick a goal every week. Well, so for most of our players, we'd be doing all right. No, I mean, that's a real improvement for Shields. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's not. Because that's always been a knock on him. You know, he can, he yeah. can do all the defensive stuff, but his yeah. attacking game just isn't there. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Henderson. Haven't things turned around since we gave him shit? Oh, I tell you what, he must listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's all us. And and I'm yelling out the Phantom. Yes. In the, and people are like who? Well, that's the point. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> now he bobbed up for a couple of majors again. This is the second week in a row he's done. He missed that. a couple too. Yeah, he also missed. Yeah, um, he's proving pretty handy this year at the moment. I've noticed some physicality from him as well. Yep. Um, terrific result, is obviously, and yet. Can't help but be salty about everything that's happened in the aftermath. No, this is garbage. We've got to start to- stop talking about Geelong after I've done this stats thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we'll stop talking about it when you want to stop talking about yeah. it. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to demonstrate that me yelling out round the back ablet yeah. uh, every time he got the ball mm. was you know, not only annoying to other people around me, but actually brought out by the stats. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, their holy trinity, as they're called, kicked uh, four goals, one, uh, two. Yep. And our trinity of uh, Mitchell O'Meara and Shields got four goals straight. Mm. They got 95 disposals between them. We got 76. But when you look at the metres gained... Here we go. Drum roll. Can you put that in? Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> okay, just leave it to me to edit that in. All right. right. Well, I didn't bring a drum kit, right? Just it, As we're talking right now, is the drum roll still going? Yes. <laughs> okay. Get it from the uh, the marching band we had in round one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll just get them in. All right. Uh, so, 95 disposals, 1,265 metres gained, mm-hmm. compared to 76 disposals by the Hawthorne midfield, and 1,193, so about mm. 70, 70 metres in difference. Oh, good. So that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you it's... mean my little bit, or no, no, no? I think I think that um, mate, that's more work than any of the blokes on Channel Seven are doing. Come on! Well, it just demonstrates that they're trying to control the ball yeah. in the midfield and come up with the perfect play, mm. which explains why they're good inside fifty, right? Yeah. That their efficiency is high. They they wait for the perfect sort of Arsenal esque goal moment, mm. whereas um, it gives us time to set up. Yep. And it's not going to be, well, before we get into it, but it's not going to be anything like that on Sunday against Richmond. Yeah, I, I expect a completely different game. Yeah. Um, th- this whole thing of the Holy Trinity, and we mentioned it before, um, there was actually an article that uh, that popped up on the AFL website, Cats Holy Trinity Leaves Hawks Playing Catch-Up. Now, you know, we've said it blatantly, that surely must have been something that was written up before the game even ended, that that headline, Hawks playing catch-up, where? Not the scoreboard. I mean, we won. Isn't that... It's almost like I mean, that... We did, were ahead it, most of the game. I know. It's almost like that didn't even matter. It's, it's just completely ignorant of the result. Uh, let's not call it Pravda anymore. That's wrong. We shouldn't do that. Did you just drop some Russian politics on me? <laughs> yeah. On this podcast? Yeah. 
Yeah, because that's my forte <laughs> as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. I have plenty to roll with with that. Um, I, I mentioned we heard from Rome. We also heard from Brad uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. He hit us up and said, you can quote stats all you want and talk about how good the Holy Trinity is. But at the end of the day, they lost you to a lack of a defensive game. Gun with no accountability. Perfect. Yep. Brad sums it up very succinctly. Uh, th- I mean, it, it's still, even last night, as I was, I was coming back from the city, even last night, I went, hopped on the Instagram, I saw the AFL account post today, like, um, compare these trios. Compare the trios of midfielders. Which which is the best trio of the modern era? Did you, and pick, they had... did you pick from every line? Because... What do you mean? Well, can't you just pick one from West Coast oh, right. and one from no, Geelong? No, no, well, that's quite imaginative. Because I was, sort of I was drawing just going to do... The lines there. I was thinking Voss, Judd... Ablett, that would have been me. Okay. Pick a no, trio. Well, I was thinking more just, um, you know, would you take the Brisbane trio or would you pick the West Coast one oh. or would you pick the uh, the trio that hasn't won a game together? <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, it's pretty embarrassing, isn't it? And yet, well, this is I the schlock. Well, I found it embarrassing they still had the druggies up there. But, <laughs> but th- this is the schlock that they decide to serve up after one game what, that what they that? lost. Schlock? It is schlock. Wow. It wow. is. It is the social media team at AFL. They're usually okay, okay, but this was awful. And again, it's just smacks of something they had ready to go. Yeah. Before the result of the game. Yeah, because they're all away on Easter, mate. All oh, gone away for the still weekend. Gone away. Yeah. Oh dear. Like, oh well, that's done. Don't need to worry about that. Hawthorne are what two dollars sixty here. <laughs> yeah, no chance. We know how this goes. It'll go to script. So don't worry. <laughs> Hawthorne won't win. Yeah. Better well, luck next I time. I mean, you know, obviously. Razor Ray's ghostwriting or something. Ugh. No, it wasn't Razor Ray. Who was the bad one? Uh, Richie actually suggested uh, it's Troy Parnell, yeah. uh, who, who I've never heard of. But oh, I've, I've heard of him. I'm sure after this he's made a name for himself. And it did occur to me, Tiz, that I don't know, I cannot conceive of one Troy I like. Troy McClure. Well, fictional, so I <laughs> don't think that counts. What about that Troy? Wasn't there a Troy who used to do... Uh, Australia's Outback Adventures. Is there? Listeners, <laughs> if you've got a Troy that you like, at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, <laughs> it's a un- quite unusual turn this this podcast has taken. But um, uh, we heard from Danny as well on, on the midfield trio of Geelong, basically saying, imagine when they win and all three play well. I'm staying off social media that week. So why did we win? Probably just a more complete performance, I would say. Yeah. Rather than relying on... The supposed three best players. The psychology of our team was incredible. Okay, how do you mean? Everyone put in. Everyone yep. felt that everyone else could do their role. Mm. Uh, you saw Cyril near the end going, just calm down. Yep. Just look after the ball, this will be fine. Nobody panicked. Mm. Great work from Clarkson. Because even I felt... A bit of the butterflies looking at that midfield trio lineup at the start. Oh, you well, you would, and, and I'm not saying that. And I'm in the stand. <laughs> I, look, for for all the things I've said this podcast, I'm not saying they're bad players. Not they at just all. We're on the day. <laughs> well, they didn't get the they, job done. They didn't get the job done. They just didn't get the job done. That's it. So they're not bad players, but uh, yeah, that's just it is what it is. It's not like we wouldn't let them run around in a Hawthorne jumper. Well, exactly. Except for Selwood. Except for Selwood. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we <laughs> but, we um, rejected him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't think... Um, 
you know, I think obviously uh, while we had the major contributors, we had Mitchell, McAvoy, Shields, etc., etc. Obviously, uh, in any game, there's going to be people that perform a bit less that are a little more anonymous. Well, let's look at Dan Howe. Okay, well, yeah. Well, I, I would say his efforts, you had big raps his on him. efforts in midfield and then to kick that goal. Oh, it's a great goal. Great goal. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Yeah, he he's someone who I would definitely rate. I know talking to you on the phone, you had big raps on him. Talk about like, the growth in that player. Oh, he's yeah, he's, he's turned to out of the blue. I wouldn't have picked that. No. I'll put my hand up and say I did not see that coming. Yeah, but, well, he, he didn't have the best DE, did he? No, and I certainly didn't <laughs> expect that goal to go through as straight as it did. I didn't expect it to make the distance. Really? So, yeah. Oh, no, I knew he had the leg, but oh, there you go. He, that's a. Just such a good moment for him. Oh, it is, He will yeah. grow so much through that moment. And the, the players around him now get the confidence. But they that's do. what I'm talking about. At Geelong, they mm. knew that they had this huge midfield and everyone else was playing a bit part. Yeah. Right? You didn't see a work ethic from the whole team. Mm. Whereas Hawthorne, whole team ethic, really good. And when there were mistakes made, it was a team mistake. Uh, now, Sicily came in for a huge amount of um, physica- uh, physical mm. aggression from, from Geelong. He obviously... Had his name circled in red at the start of the game. Oh, he will every Hawkins game. Hawkins lined him up a couple of times. Yeah, no, that, that's going to happen every game. Because he's the he's the Happy Gilmore of Hawthorne. Have you noticed? I don't know what that means. You don't, Have you seen Happy Gilmore? I did once, but... Okay, so effectively, um, he's... A, uh, why am I... <laughs> Wiki Happy Gilmore listeners. No, I'm not going to cut this. You need to you, learn. No. no, I need to justify what I've said. Uh. Give me the platform to justify what I've said. So effectively, uh, Happy Gilmore <laughs> is a uh, a pro ice hockey player who who effectively um, gets into golf, like by by some shenanigans, by some misfortune or other. He, he ends couldn't up... he have just started there? Okay, well, fine. Okay, so he gets into golf. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> he's a guy. His backstory is not important. Correct. He just starts playing golf. Good, and he's miraculously good at it. So much so that he ends up. <laughs> this is it is his hockey thing is important because he uh, uses a slap slap shot style technique to be a good golfer, and it's a surprise to everyone. He starts succeeding, and he starts sounds becoming more like suckers all the time. But keep going. <laughs> he becomes pro, right? And that's much to the annoyance of everyone on the on the tournament who's like a golf purist who has been dedicating their lives to it. So it's kind of. Suckling come Tiger Woods? Sure, why not? If that's the if that's how you want to see it, who am I to deny you? I'm just thinking up a better film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, my phone's going off. It's uh, it says Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but effectively, so uh, Happy Gilmore starts having great success, and his his rival of the film, the main antagonist of the film, is Shooter McGavin, who turns to nefarious tactics. Oh my tactics. god! What he didn't even have any trouble recalling the. It's a good film. <sighs> One of Adam Sandler's only good films, I would say. But uh, it, So Shooter McGavin is the antagonist, and he, he wants the jacket. He wants to win the tournament. So he starts turning to more and more nefarious tactics, and he pays off a guy, a spectator, to constantly get in Happy Gilmore's ear right. and call him a jackass and, and basically put him off at every opportunity and rile him up because Happy Gilmore... As a one-time pro hockey player, has aggression. He has a temper. So Shooter McGavin's plan is to tap into that and throw him off. And sure enough, it works until Happy Gilmore learns to go to his happy place and control it 
and thereby succeed. That's what Sicily needs to do. He needs to go to his happy place. All right, I'm back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, welcome back to all the listeners too. <laughs> but that's that's what happens, mate. The teams are going to get in his ear. They're going to do what they can. They're just going to tap into his latent aggression, which for, by all accounts does not exist off the field. Everyone calls him the most shy, introvert, introverted bloke you'll ever meet. But something about competition really taps into something for him. Good. I like it. I like it too. And Rafford is on record as saying he likes it too. And Smithy now as well? Yeah. I think they all like it. Well, you've got to support the fella. You can't make him feel like he's the only bloke out there with white line fever. Well, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, uh, it has cost him. He won't be playing against Richmond this week. Yeah, because he got tripped and got a week for it. <laughs> That's effectively what happened. Uh, look, I don't need to. No, all uh, right. Unlike Happy Gilmore, which I briefed everyone on just now, I don't need to fill everyone in on what happened with <laughs> Selwood. Um, everyone's seen the footage. Tiz, what are your thoughts? You seem quite cynical about it. I am cynical about it, but uh, if you're Michael Christian, yeah, give him a week as a paltry amount. Yep. And obviously he didn't think too much was in it. And uh, hmm. it's great to see Robbo come out and castigate oh, him. Oh, God. Talking about uh, Robbo banging on about anyway, the integrity of the game. Anyway, please. for the rest of the podcast, this will be a Robbo, Holy uh, Trinity, and Geelong Free Zone. Oh, really? You're calling it now? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not even close to being oh, done. I'm so over them. You're so over them? Hawthorne should have won by about six goals. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, to be fair. Can, can I just at least get to listener questions? There All are right. a lot of people who hit right. us up. All right. So, uh, on Twitter... Um, we had Hendo basically complaining about the umpires. And fair enough, I happen to agree with him. He tweeted at us, they used to change the way they umpired from round to round. Now it seems it's quarter to quarter. Now, how did you feel about that last quarter? Because I think that was one of the most frustrating things to watch in a long time for, from an umpiring perspective. It's all in a fog now, Chief. But I remember feeling terribly aggrieved at how few free kicks we received. I just feel like there was nothing Hawthorne could do. But we were not called on two deliberate out-of-bounds, which were probably there. Uh, and that throw that you mentioned before we got on. The throw, yeah. Jure throwing it was absolutely there. But, I mean, that... But there are a couple of clear holding-the-ball decisions for Hawthorne that were not paid. The, the, it was a combination of the ones that were paid for Geelong and not paid for yeah, us. It, yeah. was, it was just... And Getting really final, difficult to watch. The final tally and the fact that they kicked four goals directly from free kicks yeah, yeah. was what riled me up. Mm. I still advocate the system that they have, like in the Olympics. Mm. You know what's that? Uh, you have five or six guys positioned around the ground, and they each have a button, <laughs> right? Yeah. And if four of them think it's a free kick, mm. it's a free kick. Yeah, I mean that. Could slow down the game somewhat, don't you think? Look, they've rigged up that West Coast uh, Stadium. If the whole place goes red, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay. Free kick! Look at that! I think what you've described is ready, steady, cook. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the crowd just get, gets a sign to hold up. Except uh, that's fraught with anyway. Democratic umpiring. How about that? That'll be so good. Oh my god! Yeah. 
Uh, we heard from Bob as well, who said, love how Sicily takes on the, on the game from the kick-in. Yes, he got caught once and caused another turnover, but how good is it we can have him learn there, stuff up once or twice, and we still win the game? Actually, I thought Sicily had a bad game. I didn't think he was too good. And then I read the metres gain, 512, nine in disposals, mm. and, you know, he's just, he's walked into that role. He loves it. Yeah. Oh, he's had better games, but I didn't think. I, it's actually, it harks back to a point I wanted to make before. I didn't think anyone had a truly shocking game. Like, we've had people who contributed maybe a bit less than others, but I'm trying to think of someone who I went, oh, no. Really? Oh, instant omission. Yep. Burgoyne. Shocker. <laughs> he yeah. missed. Didn't really? come back on. That, that's, that, that's terrible. Really lowered his colours yeah. this week. Clarko dragged him. <laughs> hamstring, no hamstring. I don't care. Clarko, nah, you're not coming back well, That's how he weeks. did the hamstring. He was literally dragged by the leg <laughs> off the ground. I don't know if you saw that. We're but... going to miss him, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, next few weeks. I guess we should look ahead to Richmond then. Uh, Richmond, Sunday, 110 at the MCG. Selection table. We've got Burgoyne out. Yep. Uh, Who lo- comes in? Well. you got to remember that... Um, all right, so... I watched that game, the Adelaide-Richmond game. Yep. Adelaide too good. Easily. Yeah, that, well, I was going to say easily, yeah. Caddy reported. Yep. It's such a shame when he kicked 4-4 against us last year. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a handy out for us. There's a there's a few free kicks to begin the match with. <laughs> uh, Vlaston copped a concussion, and they're so dependent on Dusty. My God. Five yeah. goals, running at 71% disposal efficiency. Mm. He doesn't usually hit the scoreboard that dramatically he doesn't he doesn't kick many bags but yeah he he did fire that night now listen to this they still won the tackle 73 to 48 how the hell does that happen exactly okay so what they were doing adelaide was they were just clearing the ball outside that little pressure bubble that Mm. richmond created yeah they were using rants they were pulling rants back Mm. and leaving this lovely little patch of grass between their half forwards and uh what's his name jenkins I was going to say, Jenkins beat Rance. And I mean, finally, Rance had to play one-on-one. Yeah. And he was discovered. Imagine that. So their pressure inside 50 was still 12 tackles, mm. which is massive. We had 14. Okay. Right? Yep. So they lost hitouts. They had half the freeze. You know, it's going to be a, a very interesting challenge on Sunday. Mm. So no caddy for us, no Sicily. Sorry, no caddy for them, no Sicily yep. or Burgoyne. Prestia may be back. Frawley, it seems like he's probably going to be available for selection. It was a late out, obviously, for Brand. I, I feel like Frawley isn't going to be available for selection. <laughs> Through uh, forced unavailability, or we just don't pick the him? The fact he was just limping around on Monday, probably not. Okay, fair enough. And I, also, I mean, the news coming out of the club, they're, they're saying he should be up. He should be up and right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, don't forget they didn't have Rewalt last year. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I'm it not- was over by quarter time. Yeah, I'm not particularly worried about Rewalt though. I think we can cover him. I'm more worried about the um, Mosquito Fleet, their, their small forward lineup. Right. Now, this is the big thing. Okay. When did Richmond play? Uh, was it Friday night? Thursday. Thursday night. Ten days ago. Okay, so... Oh, well, then. ten days. Yeah. They've got recovery time to our, to our six. Yep. To our six. Yeah, okay. So, doesn't bode well? Not really. <laughs> Not when we're playing a holding pattern at the beginning of the third quarter for the whole, you know, for 15 <laughs> minutes and then we go to sleep in the last 10. Doesn't really bode well, no. Yeah, I guess not. So, I'm, I'm a little... And, I've, and I'm quite thankful that we have to do some changes because I think we're going to need the legs. Mm. 
yeah, I think it'll be a different. Um, the game will have a different complexion to it, and we will need to be uh, so glass. Speedy. Bring glass in. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at Burgoyne as an out, and you're like, who? Where do you even begin to cover someone like that? But yeah, probably we need glass in and um, Morrison or someone else, cousins or someone other than that. Lovell. Just maybe expand your mind a bit further. White Cross. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. O'Rourke. <laughs> oh, poor O'Rourke. Apparently he set the world on fire in Box Hill. Did he? 31 touches. Okay, okay. No. All right, I'll say it. Okay. David Mirror. Well, it, well it's got to have to be a yeah. backman because Sicily's not there. Yeah. So it's, it's going to have to be someone. Now, they're going to put in a debutante as well, aren't they? That's Richmond. Uh, yeah. They're going to debut... Is it Higgins? Jack. Jack Higgins. Sure, why not? They what, pick- a, what a great name from yesteryear. Yeah, it really is. They picked him up in last year's draft at number 17, I think. Yeah, and uh, mm. I think Champion Data rated him as the best in the comp, and yet he drifted to 17. He's got number 28 on his back. He um, he did well against Box Hill, actually. Did he? Yeah, um, can't remember his stats exactly, but yeah, he's he's earned his spot, put it that did way. Did anyone play well for Box Hill? Looks like they might get a call-up or a debut game. Anyone worth keeping an eye on? Yeah, anyone we need to watch. <laughs> it has to be this week, right? What, Warple? Yeah. No. I Why said, not? I said a couple of weeks ago, not this week. Yeah, I know. I know you said, Warp. I know that's what you said last week, yeah. but you're entitled to change your opinion. I, you, I won't hold you against, uh, you, hold it against you. <laughs> when you look at his pressure axe, though, it could be handy. Okay. Could all be right. handy ha- having two shields in the midfield. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is they're bringing in a debutante. Yeah. It might be time to unleash our debutante. Fair enough. I'm sure that would bring delight to many of our listeners. Now, I want you... to mention a forgotten player. Okay. Taylor Miles. Kicked two yeah. against him last year. Wow, he is a forgotten player. Yeah. I completely did forget about him. Yeah, that's an option too. Suddenly our um, our depth is looking a bit better than I thought. It is, unless you look at the key positions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. Whoops. Um, Having said that, Mitchell Lewis is looking quite good, isn't he? He is, yeah. He seems to find the uh, the scoreboard Improved a lot. Improved his kicking. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was just going through it the other day. At the moment, we're sort of playing rough, shoe if you go from full forward down mm. to full back. Mm. Rough, shoey, McAvoy, Brand, Frawley. Yep. Right? And the future's looking a bit like Lewis, O'Brien, Segler, mm. Nash, Heatherly. Okay. <laughs> You're looking at me with that look to suggest what exactly? Nothing. <laughs> okay, I just I'm just going to read out arbitrarily this list of players and yeah. see what you think. I mentioned Heatherly and you didn't react. <laughs> Why should I react? Because it's probably Brand still. He's still quite young. But um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That yeah. uh, we might see Lewis come in by the end of the year. There's got to be a lot of Tassie, mate. Oh, this again. Yeah. yeah, because I was proven right. By one anecdote. No, I was proven right. There was Luke Loudon debuted in Tassie. Uh, apparently I'm O'Brien did. Apparently Langford did as well. Ugh. There were people chipped in on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. And if virtual. you've got any more examples, and, and virtual. Yeah, there we go. There you go. See, I had this thing of Hawthorne debuts players in Tassie, and that is a pattern that that has been established. So okay, who knows? Let's have this Hawthorne don't debut ta- players in Tassie. <laughs> well, see, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I'll we, just. Name the 91 Premiership side. <laughs> so petty. On, on such a random point. Why can't you just let me have this it? This is why we have a pot. 
Oh dear. Um, so yeah, I reckon uh, Warple. Why not? Hashtag Warple Watch. Get on it. Let's let's get that trending. I mean, by the time this goes up, it'll probably be the teams will be selected already. Yeah. Well, the squads at least for Sunday. So I don't know how much will affect things, but maybe we'll get him in next week or the week after. Well, it's um, it'll be interesting to see if Prestia makes it mm. back into the lineup. Has he been injured or under yeah, a, under some yet. sort of cloud? Well, that'd be handy for them if he does. But you got to predict. We're going to win. I think we can. Yeah, I think it'll also be in a different way, um, a bit down to the wire. It'll be a different game than we played against Geelong, but it'll be also, in its own right, a fierce contest. That's my prediction. And I think we can win. Whether we will, I'm not sure. Richmond is a bit hard to place after two rounds because they did get absolutely demolished by Adelaide, who... um, Got a good whiff of the old Western Bulldogs about them. Yeah, I know. It's pretty good, eh? You predicted their demise. (laughs) Sure did. Yeah. I think that's a nice little seg into my rant. Is it? (laughs) It is indeed. Has it begun to set in Richmond? That realisation that your premiership was little more than a flash in the pan? There's dark days ahead and they're arriving sooner than you think. Take a look at the Bulldogs. Doesn't it just send shivers up your spine to see how far they've fallen? That's equalisation, Tigers fans. It's the thing that helped you to a premiership and it's the thing that's going to drive you back to your rightful place outside the eight. In fact, it's only now you're beginning to understand, just like everyone else, what us Hawks fans have already known. You're coming to terms with what it takes to win not just one, not just two, but three premierships in a row in the modern era. You've got to be pretty damn good to defy gravity, Richmond. And honestly, I just don't think you're that good. This Sunday, Hawthorne's going to prove it. We're walking into the MCG and we're walking out 3-0. And as for your beloved Richmond, a little nudge courtesy of the brown and gold begins your descent back to ninth spot. And when that happens, and it will, all will be right with the world. I can't wait for that moment. Just the sheer joy of being able to go back to Richmond without them having won anything for a while. That's how the game is structured these days. That's the most ideal thing for the AFL. Everyone gets a go now. Everyone gets a flag. It's Oprah. Everyone gets a flag. Actually, you raise an excellent point. (laughs) Okay. Because you know the stat, the 100% in the eight, is yes, the, is the only way you win a premiership. Yeah, so right? yeah, we for the re- entire season yeah. you must spend your time in the eight. Yep. There are four sides now that oh. have spent both rounds in the eight, and w- one of them is Hawthorne for sure. Yes, uh, and the other three, uh, Port, correct, uh, Giants and the Suns, correct. No way. Yeah. So, how could you not jump on Hawthorne? How could how could we not have the support of the Victorian teams? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a beautiful thing, mate. Oh. What a stat! We're back. No, we're not just yet. I'm not. I'm not calling that yet. Can we call it yet? No, I don't. Twenty-one dollars for the in. premiership. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of odds, <laughs> if you say I'm odd again, I'm going to get really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I should keep you updated on the, my multi-bet thing. With pe- people, I figured me- actually that yeah. this would crop up earlier if you'd won. Just. <laughs> Yeah, you, it won't surprise you too much to how learn how I've gone. How many did you get out of your? Picks? Oh, that's a good question. Well, does it does it matter if if I fail? I fail. Does it really matter? It sounds like it matters. Yeah. Well, no, not really. Yeah, I can't tip the first game. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> like, never mind the nine. Okay, all well, nine I want to tip. They've given you an easy one this week. Carlton Collingwood. That's that's predictable not easy. As buggery. That's not easy at all. Who would you pick, Carlton? 
Because Eddie's already come out in the media and said, we will not be tolerating anybody done. suggesting we get rid of Buckley. All right, well, Carlton then. Done. Yeah, done. Just like that. Uh, well, that, that is easy, but I mean, that's all I'm asking. All I want to do now is just tip one game correctly. It's the first <laughs> one of the round. I set up this multi-bet with you know my hopes and dreams intact, and then they're shattered instantly. Right. At the risk of launching you into another rant, <laughs> okay. I get up on Easter Sunday... Here we go. Did you have a little sneaky bet yourself, did you? I did, but I got on Twitter, and I'm like, okay. oh, the, the Bont is sick. He's not going to play. Jeez, West Coast might win by 40. Okay. Right? <laughs> so I get on, have a look at the, the odds, had a flutter, bloody Bont lines up. Yep. Ha, oh, ha, ha, ha. April Fool's. <laughs> but but who, who was the real fool? Yeah, West Coast win by 40. You did it. You did it. And how much did that pay? It paid a bit. <laughs> look, look at like your false modesty. I got as ten. Well. I got ten for that. What ten bucks? Yeah, as odds. Oh, okay, right. I was going to say, not you didn't just end up with ten bucks. I'm like, what? What must you have put on? To, <laughs> is that even allowed? If, if I got ten dollars, I would have put a dollar down. Uh, well, I'll be putting a dollar down again. I think it, it is again. wonderful mm. that as part of the uh, love of the game, not the odds, you are. <laughs> launching this I'm, Mason's multi every I'm, week. I'm the most responsible... Just to prove. I'm just the, to prove to the to the listeners that you can't win all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm, the most, I'm the most responsible gambler there is. I, I'm the poster boy for responsible gambling, <laughs> just if anyone asks. But, uh, do you Gee, me- we coughed some flack for the... On, on the Twitter, and now Melbourne's pulling out of the pokies, and... Are oh. they even financial yet? Because they should be made to keep pokies until they're financial. I don't know what their situation is, but I would love for Hawthorne to not have anything to do with pokies. But um, in terms of like the backlash, right. like right. like our banner saying love the game, not the odds in terms of our partnership with Responsible Gambling, yeah, uh, Victoria, yeah. whatever the association is, the backlash against that is, I think, a little rich. Where If you support football in All any, right. in any so form. So you've got gamblers in the community. Yeah. You've got unhealthy gamblers mm. in the community. Now, if you set, if you get them going along to the pokies, mm. they are still dropping their change in the community. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is a long road to draw. It's but... not really okay because you know they create jobs for that community, etc. <laughs> but if yeah. they go and play online poker, guess where that money goes? Anywhere. Yeah. Right. Not their community, to say the least. Yeah. There you go. That's my argument. Leave oh. it alone. <laughs> But by your logic, people should be hit by cars because then they go to hospital and we need people in hospitals. That, do you get what I mean? Like, What do you mean? Well, if people were suddenly healthy all the time... That is not a good analogy. We- do you want to go again? No! That's not a good analogy. What are you talking about? If people were healthy all the time, then there wouldn't be jobs for people who are currently nurses and doctors. So what you're saying... <laughs> yeah, okay. That's the old, why haven't they got a cancer vaccine argument? Um, I don't know what that argument is, and I... Because I, it creates jobs for... <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yes. now I follow you. I right. follow you. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. What the... One good argument against it is yeah. you get people who... And we do have a hell of a lot of people that gamble in Australia, mm. right? Mm. But you're going to get people onto gambling earlier. But I think that's fallacious. I think mm. young people are on their mobiles gambling. They're yes. not going into the pokies. Yeah, I agree so, with that. The pokies, and they do, they provide for a, a lot of people, you know, the mm. with the food and the the way they keep 
engendering them coming back <laughs> and that kind of stuff. It's it's awful. It's it is kind of awful, but it there is. are worse. Yeah. End games. Yeah. Okay. Well, sure. Yeah. Like arms dealing. No, I don't mean like that. I mean they're worse end games for for gambling. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. I'd rather us not be associated. All all I'm saying was my point on Twitter was um when were they bought in? It was only like 93 or something. An official sponsor, like an official partner of the AFL is Crownbet. So it's like you can't look at Hawthorne and go, "Well, that's a shock. That's shocking. How dare you guys be so hypocritical? If you support the AFL, I, like, I, I'm I, sorry, but yeah, it's it, the cognitive dissonance that yeah. people can't get around. It's uh, uh it's uh, you know, we're sponsored by all these clubs. Yeah, uh, that want you to go and 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 pay money and bet on things and mm. all this, but also don't do that. Like, yeah, we're going to take their money, but we're also actively going to encourage you not to use their product. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh my god, you cannot say don't use their product. If they're your sponsor, well, thank you for taking their argument up for them. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what the sponsors say. Yeah. How can you? How can you be like? Yeah. Don't. Don't yeah. gamble. We're we're paying you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's flying the flag in a different sense, isn't it? Probably in an unintended way. We actually actively go out and get players like Bruce to come on and go. Yeah. Probably don't have a bet. Yeah. Probably don't have a bet. Half of his wages paid for by... <laughs> yeah. Right? It's all about what we're willing to accept as fans of this game. Uh, are we willing to accept individual responsibility? No. I'd say rarely. <laughs> In all walks of life. If you can palm it off, go for it. <laughs> uh, Carlton Collingwood. Well, pick Carlton. Port- oh, this is always fun. Going through the entire round. Port Adelaide, Brisbane. I, I'm not foolish enough to pick Brisbane. I don't care what they're paying. There's no way. Melbourne, North Melbourne. Well, North Melbourne have defeated Melbourne. They have an For 12 years. Yeah, an incredible record. Is this year finally the year where it breaks? I hope not. I hope not as well. But part of me does because we have them the following week. Yeah. So we want them to have a really difficult... Actually, if they have a really easy game, it's going to be like us playing Sydney in that grand final. (laughs) Where they've come off Brisbane and then North and then... Yeah. I don't know. Um, God, who the hell is favourite for that one? Well, actually, no. North Melbourne were garbage against St Kilda until they finally got their act together. So... Yeah, that's unsustainable. Melbourne win. Yeah, Mel- Melbourne finally to break that that drought. Uh, Gold Coast Frio at Optus Stadium. Wait, what? Gold yeah. Coast are listed as the home team here. They that's are. Weird. But... What? Yeah. Haven't you heard uh, of the Commonwealth Games, mate? Oh, right. That whole thing. So they're, um, they're no, going to be I, over there playing Honestly, for ages. that is my level of interest in the Commonwealth Games. No. What? I've... The surfing koala? Come on. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Okay. Uh, Sydney GWS. Um, oh, okay. Drum roll. That's another tough one. Whoever pays more, I'll have to look that up. Because oh. that could go either way. God. Uh, St. Kilda Adelaide. Adelaide, obviously. Eddie had. Richmond Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Uh, Bulldogs Essendon. You can't pick Hawthorne. I'm going to tell you now. Why? Why can't no I No more Maltese Hawthorne? with Hawthorne. Why? Why? What does it matter? Because How does that affect anything? I don't bet on Hawthorne games. Okay. For the reason that well, I'm emotional about them. That's your prerogative. I wasn't particularly emotional then. I just went straight for Hawthorne. Ah, okay. Anyway, Hawthorne, Essendon Bulldogs to tip Essendon. 
Geelong West Coast at Optus Stadium as well. Um, well, West Coast. Sunday. Really? Well, I don't know how Geelong's going to play over there. Okay. Mate, the West Coast demolished the Bulldogs. That's a massive win. <laughs> the only thing that makes this segment interesting is knowing how much you can win. Well, I don't know that yet. But I will t- I will tweet it, Okay. to be fair. Last week, it was not much. It was like just over $100. So, I mean, we'll say I will tweet the amount at Hawk Talk Pod. Maybe you should work out mm-hmm. what you would have won if you got it right. A total at the end of the year if I had got all <laughs> every round correct. And rolled it in. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And you could buy the AFL and be done with it. <laughs> oh, um, mate, that's just about it. I don't, well, we have a couple of listener questions. I don't know if they're going to be brief because they're, they're quite meaty. What about that one about are we giving up pokies so that we can start doing medical testing on the AFL players as a way to generate funds? What are you talking about? No, I'll just leave that out there. And <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you drop that bombshell. Yeah, AFL player, medical guinea pig, whatever you like. <laughs> We had some listener questions. One from Danny who asked, what has been the biggest improvement in the game plan from last year to this year? In my opinion, we're looking to win the contested ball. And when we do, Clarko wants us to run and carry or move the ball on as quickly as possible. We've moved away from the precision disposal game plan. Tiz, your thoughts on that from Danny? You you were quite uh, big on the on the, uh, the use of handball, the increased handball rate yeah. for us and, and shifting the that's, ball out. That's to uh, decrease pressure on the, mm. on the ball... Um, so that we can dispose at a higher level, mm. which is what we found last year, specifically against Geelong and Gold Coast, that we weren't generating enough space for the kickers. Mm. And I don't know whether you noticed, but Duray actually got a couple of kicks into the forward line. Like they actually looked for him to direct the passes Yeah, right. on the weekend, mm. one of which didn't come off. I got a bit angry. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but no, what we're doing with the handballing is creating space in order to get that disposal efficiency higher. Mm. So disposal efficiency is still the crux and the core of our, but definitely by winning more ball in the midfield, it's making mm. it easier to to do that. And I think we're going to see us hitting a hundred points more often as that as that forward line gels mm. and Impy starts contributing like he like he looked like he would. Yeah, loving like, loving Impy's game at the moment. Well, they really had to concentrate on Impy after that. Yeah. After he bobbed up and did that. Mm. And we heard from Peter as well. He wonders if the unsociable Hawks are coming back. Uh, maybe not so much in pushing the rule book, but tackling and desperation over the first two weeks has been a joy to watch. Mm. And uh, I would echo those thoughts. It's been great. Yeah. Work ethic is very high. Mm. It well, all augurs well for a good game against Richmond. Yeah. And uh, I just don't know. I don't think it can be a close one. You reckon? You, I think one, just one, on side, one side runs away with it. Okay. And I'll have to look at the selections before I decide which one. Yeah, I imagine when most people are listening to this, uh, our squad's already been announced and will be finalised eventually. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Whoever keeps up the pressure for the longest wins that game. Yep. Yeah, and I agree that'll with depend that. on energy levels. Peter also mentioned that um, the biggest ever crowd for a Hawthorne Richmond match is 66,305 in 2015. Are we a chance to eclipse that? That seems kind of small. Given to um, big clubs, is it our home game or theirs? Uh, has a, it's theirs. Yeah, yeah, so possibly. Yeah, so MCG one ten. They got eighty thousand for round one, didn't they? Oh, round one for them is usually a big one. And they unfurled the flag. Yeah, hmm. um, it's a good time. One o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's great pretty, time. Pretty accessible for people. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be there. You be there? Yeah, 
feel free to find me in M10, people. It's a good time there. It was a great time on the weekends. <laughs> well, I should say Monday, Easter Monday. Uh, I had an interesting question. Yeah, okay. Did Ruffy mean to miss? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned this. Because um, going back on the replay, yeah, no, he did not mean to miss. <laughs> but sitting in the stand, I was like, oh, that's actually not the worst result. Genius! Yeah. <laughs> It was totally intentional. Um, no, I don't know. He he certainly didn't seem that disappointed in himself for missing. Oh no, there was a bit of the head wobble about it when he missed it. Oh, okay, but um, you know, it's back to the center. Yeah, they got a chance to kick a goal. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to go back to the center. But in, thinking in about retrospect. it logically, yeah, you can't lose if you kick the goal. Well, true. Yeah, you can only draw. Mm. That would have been a bastard of a game to draw. I'm so glad we won that game. And what about McAvoy punching it through instead of marking it? Did anyone else notice that? I think I remember that. To the draw? Thing you're talking about. Yeah. To tie the game? Yeah, because that was off the other end of the ground. I did wonder if he could have marked that, but. Ah, uh, look, mate. Doesn't matter anymore. Got the chockies. Much like me on Easter. You got to admire Clarko. Getting the boys up for that. I always admire Clarko. Incredible. Always admire Clarko, mate. That hasn't changed. And the fact that they were so well drilled that they still spread and still carried in those last two minutes. Indeed, indeed. How sweet it was. Uh, we're just about to wrap up. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at HawkTalkPod. We love hearing from you. And uh, we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And uh, we'll see you on, uh, was it Sunday, 110, the MCG. I, one last order of business. We did bring up the um, that whole premiership reunion thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it, was Is that it sold 19- out yet? I'm not sure if it's sold out. 1978, 88, and 2008, and the Jarman years. <laughs> um, but I can tell you that at least three tickets have been sold, and I'll be there, mate. Will you? I'll be there. It's a it's a nice uh, milestone birthday gift oh. that uh, that my family treated me to. So that'll we, be we, terrific. Yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Are you going to go? Because that's this is the kind of thing you would go to, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh come on, you've been to you've been to okay. The only reason I say I've never that, been to a premiership reunion before, but you've been to more Hawthorne functions than me. I usually go to the Peter Crimmins. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I've never been to Peter Crimmins, but yeah, you go to functions. Sure, you're surely up for this, right? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I think you, if you can come, you should come. But I, but can I'm we, saying that to the listeners as well. Did you write in and say, can we bring the mics? <laughs> well, I'll check. I reckon I'll check. I'd love to do that. Bit of a live pod from the uh, Premiership reunion. Oh well, it'd be it'd be pretty. And good. we just get the spy mics. I think our listeners would enjoy that. The spy mics go up and shake Lee's hand and surreptitiously put one in his lapel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, mate. You could get commentary all the time, <laughs> not just in the game. Uh, uh, one final thing I want to say it's a bit of a shout out to our listeners who were um, very patient this week we've both been very busy and what was really lovely to see is you know, in the aftermath of the win they and, wanted uh, two podcasts well not only that but they wanted one immediately which is um, I really appreciate I really I, love I that I tell you what an immediate podcast after the game we'll have to do it sometime we'll never lose that E I tell you <laughs> <laughs> e for explicit will never come off the pod if we record directly after a game against Geelong. I'm pretty sure we fucked at this episode. Oh! Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna get note. another message now. Oh, jeez, dear, oh dear. My kids listen. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, Hawthorne Richmond. I'm, I'm tipping Hawthorne. Just you reckon it's going to go either way? Do you back us in? 
Sure. Of course you do. It's a Hawk Talk podcast. Do you, you know who's going to kick all our goals? Impy? No. Warple? No. Who? <laughs> Tim O'Brien. Langford. Oh, is he back? He's, he's, he's available. available. He's available. I held on to this so long. Oh, I did that whole list and I didn't mention Langford. Oh, you know there's someone missing. All right, any, roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hawthorne Richard, MCG, 1.10pm on Sunday. We'll see you there. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.